Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What's up, what's up, what's up, Buffalo Fanatics? How you guys doing this morning on a Saturday morning? This is the best thing to do here this morning as you are joined by myself, Mr. Zach Vaughn and Kevin Syracuse for another edition of the Buffalo Fanatics Riders Club. Welcome, 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 guys. How are you feeling this morning? Let them know what's up. Zach, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Excited to talk some more bills this week. Also, happy 716 day to everyone. Oh, there we go. There we go. No doubt about that. Happy 716 day. Kev, how you feeling this morning? Pretty good. One week away from training camp. Oh, man. Training camp, ladies and gentlemen, is right around the corner. Oh, I'm so excited about that. I am so excited. Good morning to everybody who is joining us right now in the chat. I see some people popping off in here. Uh, Prince is in here. Buffalo Snow is in here. You guys are talking about the injury. Don't worry about that. We're going to get into that here in just a little bit. So I am joined, as I mentioned earlier, by myself. Of course, if you don't know me by now, I am the Rev Rhodes. And I've got my man Zach Vaughn and Kevin Syracuse who are here. They are the editors-in-chiefs of the Buffalo Fanatics. You know what? This podcast called The Riders Club is all about the riders of the Buffalo Fanatics. You know why? Because riders are people, too. And that's what it's all about. And we are going to bring you that that incredible Buffalo Bills content that you guys so desire and you deserve. And we are going to be joined a little later in the show by a couple of other special guests. Number one being my man. You guys may or may not know him, but we know him as a thigh doctor. I call him the thigh master. He's going to be on here shortly talking about some of the issues with Josh Allen. Or maybe they're issues, maybe they're not issues. We're going to find out. And then also I've got my man Pete Rubenstein who's going to join us a little later on in the show as well as we talk about the state of the Bills O-line. You guys stay tuned right now. Keep it locked on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Uh, grace and peace to everybody who's joining us this morning. Let me know where you guys are calling from. Where, I'm not where you're calling from. Look at, like, like this is a radio show. Let me know where you guys are watching from. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. I want to know. This is the roll call this morning. If you're calling from, if you, I keep on saying calling. If you're watching from from Buffalo, New York, let me know where you're watching from. Uh, Kev, where are you guys watching, man? Where, where are you guys at? Are you 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 in you in Rochester or are you in Buffalo? I'm in Fredonia. Fredonia, that's right, that's right, that's right. Fredonia, Fredonia. Oh, okay. I've got I've got uh here we go, Davey coming in here. Town of Tonawanda, seven one six in the house, in the house. Zach, where, where are you at? I'm in the Rochester area, but like the suburb of suburb of Penfield. Okay, so, okay. Shout okay. out to all the five eight fivers. There we go. I'm I'm all the way in Southwest Texas, El Paso, Texas, the nine one five this morning. I've got Big Ball Bean popping in here from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yo, Big Ball Bean, yo, I was I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, nine one eight, baby, stand up. I've got Steven coming in here, Denver, Colorado in the house. Uh yo. Buffalo, Ron McDonald, of course, of course. And then I've got, look, we've got, we got Buffalo Snowy 7 coming in all the way from sunny 
London, sunny London. And then, of course, we got some more coming in here from South Buffalo. Look, it's turning up. This is what we like. This is what we want on a Saturday morning. Well, Saturday morning for me, I guess it's kind of early afternoon, maybe just just on the brink of the afternoon for you guys who are watching on the East Coast and especially way over there overseas in sunny London. Yo, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited for another edition of the Buffalo Fanatics Riders Club. How do you guys how do you how do you guys feel about the fact that training camp is right around the corner? Kevin, let me start with you, man. It's crazy because obviously I love it because it's the Bills, but at the same time, that always signals to me that it's a halfway point of summer and that the days are gonna start to get shorter, the weather's gonna start to turn, and I I'm just like, holy cow, wasn't it just Memorial Day? But I love it because this is the best year for Buffalo Bills football in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 uh did you, were you able to get you some tickets to training camp? I have not yet. I, I really yeah. want to, though. I got to yeah, get well, up. Well, they're sold out. They're sold out. Uh, you know, but I think the Bills uh, uh, put it out there on, on the website that, that the, the tickets are completely sold out. Like, oh, like every, every single session? Yeah, as far as I know. Is that right, Zach? Do, do you, are you familiar with that? Yeah, it was weird because, like, I went on to the site, like, at, like, 10.30 a.m. on the day they were – going live to the general public and i was in the queue for a while i got down to like from like 60 6, something to like 2900 something and then it just stopped and it was stuck like that for an hour and then i saw on twitter that there were reports that they were sold out and stuff like that and it's wow. like, well, wonderful um <laughs> <laughs> so they so they're completely sold out that's that's crazy and 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 it went out in like like a few hours, right? If I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Yeah, I think part of it was too. I think they opened them up to the season ticket holders a day early, which makes sense. But also yeah. the limit that they had, it was like four yeah. per person per practice session. So theoretically, someone could have gotten four tickets for each day. Right, right. I see what you're saying. But, yeah, that's 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 crazy. That that's crazy because I, I know I know a lot of Bills fans have been waiting patiently. I mean, what it's been two years since they were last um, at St. John Fisher. And for those tickets to go up that quick, um, it's it's crazy. I mean, I mean, I guess I guess it's, it's good and bad. I mean, it's good for the fact that that, you know, we, we know the Buffalo Bills fans, Bills Mafia are going to support. No, no. I mean, regardless. Right. Um, but then for those who are trying to get tickets and can't get them because they sold out like that, that's you know, that's that, that's that's tough. That's tough. I, I, I think I mean, I also kind of heard that that these dudes were just like like snatching them up and then trying to like 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 re- like sell them. I don't. I don't know how 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 legit that is, but I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Does anybody know anything about that? Any any scalping the any any, any scalpers out here trying to trying to sell these these uh these tickets because they were free, weren't they? Aren't they free? Yeah, they were free, and all you had to do was just go on Ticketmaster or whatever and get them. So, dang, dang. man, that's that that that's that sucks. That does suck. But what doesn't suck? is the fact that we are talking Buffalo Bills football with you all on a beautiful Saturday morning. What's the weather like out there in, in, in Buffalo, guys? What, what is it like out there? In El Paso, it's sunny, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a firecracker of a day out here. It's hot. But what is it like out there on in the, in the 716? It's probably similar, except it's probably not going to be as high as Texas. But <laughs> hot, hot for Western New Yorkers, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, what like like how about how hot does it get typically out there? Uh, I've, I've never been. I think like the 
worst I've ever felt was probably like mid to high nineties. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah? I'm probably forgetting something, but like usually, usually gets between like eighty and ninety ish. Wow. Okay. Average. Okay. That's that's hotter than I, than I than I thought. I, I I didn't think I didn't think it got it got uh, anywhere near that hot, especially like in the summer times. I, I was I was guessing maybe maybe eighties at the most, but nineties. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty hot. And does it get humid out there? Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat? Somewhat? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, en- enough weather talk. Enough weather talk. Um, I'm just excited because it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and I'm glad that you guys are joining us. I see people here in the chat. Uh, yo, wow. I've got some all the way from Russia. Vitaly in the house. 11 p.m. right now in Russia. Thank you so very much for taking this time out here to watch us all the way from Russia. Man, man, that, 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 is, that is amazing. That is amazing. What's going on, Ron? Ron in the house saying, what's up, Rev? And what's up to everybody else? Um, Ed Butera in here from Hernando Beach, Florida in the house. Joshua Castro coming in from Salinas, California. 831, baby. Yes, sir, indeed. All right, so we're, we're going we're gonna to get the show uh, uh, cracking, all right? Now, I've, I had mentioned earlier that, that we're going to be joined by a very special guest, um, a very special guest, and that is none other than the thigh doctor. And I've seen him popping in here a little bit here in the background but then he came back out so i'm not too sure maybe somebody can uh, can reach out to him tell him to come back in here try to try to do it again because i know he's on a he's 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 uh he's got some some things to do today and so we don't want to take too much time um out of his schedule but he is supposed to be joining us and i, I don't know if he's having some technical technical difficulties or whatnot but i do want to want to honor his time so but before we get him um as he as he's trying to get in here guys look I, this this is what i want to do this is something that, that 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 that's brand new to the Bills, and this is what we're doing to the to the uh, uh, to the Fanatics uh, Riders Club here this morning. And what I want to do is this: I want to introduce a brand new game, okay? And so the three of us, well, I already know the answer to it. So so I, I'm gonna shoot it to you, Zach and, and Kev. We are gonna introduce a new segment, a new game, okay? And everybody out there who's watching us as well, you guys can join as well put your answers in the chat okay because this is what we're doing we are doing a brand new game and here it is right here you ready let's get it so it's called name that bill and kev pop there he is there he is there he is name that bill so essentially what this what this game is 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 this i am gonna give you guys a question okay um, about the Buffalo Bills from any era, okay, any Buffalo Bills era. It's a trivia question, and you're going to name that bill, all right? Now, you can either write, write the answers down on, on a sheet of paper, or if you got a, 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 a dry erase board, write them down and flash it to the camera, and then, and then tell you guys, tell, tell your answers, too, because for, for, for those who are watching, via, I mean, who are listening via podcast, too. All right, so you got it? Kevin, you ready? Did you catch, did you catch the instructions? Yeah, except I gotta get my paper from upstairs. Oh, you you you, go, you don't you don't have to get it. You don't have to get it. So I, I, what I'll do is is on the count of three, all right, you guys you guys give me your answers. Uh, Zach, you can flash it and tell me your answer, and then Kev, you can tell me your answer too. All right. So we're gonna do it, uh, and I've got a couple of questions for you guys. All right. So number one, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Those who are watching in the chat, are you ready? Can you name that bill? Here it is. Question number one. Five Buffalo Bills players made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame during the 2000s. Which Bills player 
was not among them. Five Bills players, five Bills players made it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the 2000s. Which player was not among them? I'm going to play a little bit of music in the background. Let me see here. You ready? Can you name that bill? All right, I've got some answers here. Okay, I got some answers here coming up in the chat. Remember, reread the question. Five Bills players made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame during the 2000s. Which player was not among them? This is a multiple choice, right? I'm not giving you no, no multiple, no, no multiple choice. <laughs> so, are you talking about like which of the five players who were inducted? Yeah, yeah, no. So, so, so there are only five of them that that actually made it, that were inducted in the 2000s, but one player was not. As I said, what are the guidelines? Because there are a ton of players that were not inducted. <laughs> okay. Tell you what, I'm gonna make it easy on you guys. All right, I'm gonna make it easy on you. I am going to give you multiple choice. Okay, your options are Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith. You're gonna pick out of those four. Out of those four players, which one was not? among them which one did not get inducted during the 2000s you can't be googling it kevin <laughs> using my brain all right i got some answers coming in here vitaly comes in here says steve tasker uh, i've got another one for steve tasker pokemon comes in here with bb Air Allen in here says Cornelius Bennett. Lofton comes in here and he uh, Lofton comes in. Diggs comes in here and he says Lofton. Okay, so the time is up, guys. Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. What's your answer, Zach? I'm start with you. Well, I I was stumped by this, so I'm just gonna go for it and say Andre Reed. Okay, lift it up, lift it up. With All right. Question mark. <laughs> All right, gotcha, gotcha. All right, Kev, what is, what is your answer? I'm going to say Andre Reed, too. Oh, uh, man, you, you copying, you copying, Kev. You can't copy. <laughs> you, can't co you can't copy, Kev. What's wrong with you, man? No, I'm just kidding. All right, do you guys want to know the answer? The answer is drum roll, please. Somebody give me a drum roll. Andre Reed. Ooh. Andre Reed. Good job, guys. Good job. And I see uh, some people uh, had it. I think uh, only a couple had it in the uh, in the chat. Elite Brett said uh, Andre Reed. Pokemon Professor said Andre Reed. Neil Tolliver said Andre Reed. We got some smart people here in the chat. But you know who else is smart? You know who else is smart? I've got somebody else who's incredibly smart. And that is my man, the thigh doctor. And he is here in the background. But what I want to do is I want to give him a proper introduction. I've got to give my man a proper introduction. So, Thigh Doctor, hold on, okay? Hold on right there. Check this out.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yo, welcome to the show. First, first appearance on the Buffalo Fanatics Writers Club. None other than some of you guys know him as the thigh doctor. I call him the thigh master. This is the man, a.k.a. the thigh doctor. Welcome to the Buffalo Fanatics Writers Club. What's going on, my brother? How you doing? Hi, boys. I'm doing really good. Good to see you, man. Good good to finally, finally uh, have a chance to talk to you. Um, uh, even though it's, it's virtual, this is the first time I've had the chance to talk to you, man. So I'm good. I mean, you looking, you're pretty, where, where, where you at? Maybe you're chilling in front of your garage, man, get, get a good tan or what? What's up? Kick, kicking back at my mom's. I'm visiting for the weekend. There you go. Lackawanna. Lackawanna. That looks just nice got, out there, man. Just got done at the steel mill gym, lifting some weights. Thighs oh. are very swollen. Thighs are swollen? Oh, yeah. Are they, are they too swollen to do a, to do a dance, man? You, you, you got to do a live dance for us, man. I don't really have the setup, but uh, like if, if I could do like a like a selfie thigh, I'll do it for you. Like, <laughs> there it is. Look at <laughs> how's Look that, at my man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. That is that is that is beautiful. That hey, is Kevin. beautiful. How you doing? Pretty good, man. What happened to Zach? Does Zach always gets weird when I get on? Did he just hop off because of it? And I don't know what happened to Zach. I mean, I don't know. He just popped off. I don't know if his if he's having some technical difficulties or he was just those those thighs. <laughs> Man just just blew his mind and he just couldn't take it anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't I, I get, yeah, his Wi-Fi get, cut, cut out again. I, oh, I get it, that a lot. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. I bet you do. I bet but you. But Rev, do. it's it's really good to talk to you too. Man, it, hey, man, this is this is wonderful, man. This is this is wonderful. I'm glad that you joined the show. You're looking nice. Saturday and, today. It is, huh? It is. It, you know, the sun is the sun is hitting you hitting you just right though. Oh, I'm sweating bullets. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, it looks good, baby. Thanks. It looks good. I like your I like your shirt, man. You ready to jump through some tables this year? Oh yeah, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. two and, two and counting under my belt. No, I'll snap. I'll tell you what, Rev. They never they never don't snap. You see those guys that they don't they would jump through them. They don't break. They break when I jump. Oh, because oh, yeah. when you jump when you jump and you're bringing that weight, aren't you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I'm like I'm like two twenty five below the waist. Oh my gosh. Hey. I ain't even gonna touch it. I, I was gonna say something. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna touch it. I ain't gonna touch it. I ain't gonna touch it, man. Yo, so, so, hey, thigh, look, look, I, I'm gonna call you thigh. Doc, I'm gonna call you doc. Yeah. So, look, listen, doc, now, now, you had, uh, I, I, I want to respect your time because you said that you got to be out of here pretty quickly, but you had written an article, man. And, and I've yeah. already had some people here, um, in the comments, in, in the chat, they're like, yo, who's injured? What do you mean injury? Who's, who's injured? So, they're a little confused by what's going on right now. But you had, uh, you had, you had put out an article. Um, about Josh Allen's injury resilience. That's right. Talk, talk to the people real quickly, man. If you can, just kind of give them a little synopsis. Let them know a little bit about, about your thought process behind uh, Josh Allen's injury resilience and what you mean by that. Yeah, so Josh has stayed remarkably healthy. I mean, he had the, he had the ulnar collateral ligament injury that kept him out a couple weeks. But besides that, he's, he hasn't really missed any time. Um, and I just, you know, watching him from the start, I just felt like this guy, this guy's put himself in harm's way quite a bit from extending plays or, yeah. uh, you know, just putting himself out there and, and he stays healthy and it's not, this isn't like, Oh, go, here we go. You're going to jinx him. It's, right. it's more like a, it's more like a homage, like honoring right. him, how, how good he is. So it's, it's beyond just being big and strong. Uh-huh. He, he's smart. He's got spatial awareness he knows when the guys are coming low, and he, you know, if you if you look at the the article, there's like it's like the top ten hits, you know what I mean? It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a highlight film, and there's multiple times guys are 
going like missiles at his legs and he, right. he just he knows just when to like kick the leg up at the last second because you know when the legs grounded and you get hit in the knee like that that's going to yeah. bend it backwards if you guys you know i don't know we're all the same age but i don't know if you remember willis mcgahee like oh, that's yeah. what oh, yeah. that's what it looks like when your foot stays on the ground and you get hit in the knee it bends backwards so so yeah so, so i just so, want to like break it down so every year Every year he's had like one or two like big ones. You know, some people probably don't even remember a lot of them. Um, but, you know, right. for me, like my background, those stick out like sore thumbs. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of always kind of kept track of it. And I just kind of wanted to break it down for everyone. Right. And, 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 and I'm glad you do, because because I don't think people really realize that that you're actually, you know, like you're, you're actually a doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, you, you understand what's going on. And, and, and there's like. Um, it's, it's more that it's, it's not just just look, you know, or, or whatever the case may be like, like, so Josh, his body is built to withstand, I mean, to, to, to handle some of these, some of these hits and these, these blows um, that, that, that he takes. So, so you, you had mentioned, um, you, you, I think you had even put a, a thread out um, about, yeah. about some of these, about some of these hits. Um, I remember one, one in particular is coming off the top of my head, um, the one against the Chargers, where he, yeah. got, where he got spun around by, uh, by, by, uh, Bosa. by Joey Bosa. Yeah. So, yeah, so so that one that so that's not like an awareness one. That's uh hey, he's extending he's extending the play and he's, he refuses to go down and he got rolled up. So that one he sprained the inside of his ankle and mm -hmm. his MCL. Now that that's less brain, that's more brawn. Like right. I don't know, the guy's got superhuman like collagen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. For some people that's like a that's a two to four week injury and he just yeah. Dust himself off. So he took one play off. I, I think uh, Barkley got crushed the next play. They yeah. kicked the field goal and he came back. He actually—that was the one he had the big scramble and uh, he got the unsportsmanlike when he spun it, spun it on right, the DB right, when right. he beat him to the beat him to the pylon. So, so how 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 is he like? It is it something that he's doing in, in the gym or is it is yeah. it uh, is it like genetics? Is it, does genetics have anything to do with yes. it or, or what? Genetics. Genetics. The guy's got great genetics. So he's he does. Got, he's, He's, he's got so great think, genes. Yeah. So, uh, what's some other big ones? So, when he took that, uh, when he took that UCLA, UCL hit, that's the Tommy John ligament mm -hmm. against the Houston, his rookie year. You know, he okay. threw the ball, and then he got waxed by uh, uh, Whitney Marcellus. Yeah, Whitney, Whitney Marcellus. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh my goodness, that looked like yeah. the it looked like the the ligament should have blown off. Yeah. Watch the video; it's vicious. Yeah, he he only got it stretched. He, he only had to miss a couple of weeks. I mean, that that looked like that was going to need Tommy John surgery. So, you know, again, great genetics, great genetics. Yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm looking at I've got your article pulled up here um, and because I don't want to get people too, too much of it. I don't, I don't want them to I don't want to show them everything. You guys have to go to the Buffalo Fanatics uh, uh, website or matter of fact, what you can do. And let me just do this real quick, Doc, while I've got you on here. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know anything about this, you don't know where you can find uh, uh, any of the, the these these great articles that that writers like 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 thigh, like like my man Thigh Doctor and, and and Kev and all the other guys are writing. This is where you can find it. Watch this. Overdrive.
There you go. So if you have not downloaded the BF Network app right now, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and download it right now. It's available on the App Store, the Google Play Store, all of that. Download it right now. It's a free app, and you get access to everything that we have. We got articles, you got podcasts, you got vidcasts, you got you've got merch, all of that. And you can find uh, my man uh, Thigh Doctor, aka Thigh Master, as I like to call him. You can find his article here now. Now, now, Doc, I'm looking here. On the article, and and there was another one here that was that was more about his, I guess, his spatial awareness in the pocket. It was against the, uh, I think it was against the Texans, um, but you had mentioned it. Um, it was in year three, I think, and uh, Josh had uh, Quentin Spain barreling down on him. Oh, Dolphins he, game. That's week the Dolphins two. game. There it was yeah. Uh huh. All right. Let me. Let, oh, this is great. I love this one. So let me break down the scenario. So it's week two. Um, the Bills were rolling the Dolphins early in the first half, and then, like, Fitzy got it rolling in the second half. They actually took the lead, and it looked like things were kind of coming to a crash and burn. So then we get the ball back after a touchdown. I think it's, like, 24 to 20. Yeah. Uh, now we're down. And then it's, like, the second – no, third play of the series. It's third and long. Quentin Spain just gets chucked into his knees. Yeah, Allen jumps at the last second. Now, if his foot stays down, again, he's going to get he's going to get that knee yeah. hyperextended. That's yeah. his front leg. Most guys, it's a long throw. He threw a 47-yard pass to Diggs mm-hmm. for a first down. Right. Most guys are going to have to step and plant into that. He jumps. He released the ball with no feet on the ground. It was like a yeah. jump throw. Yeah. Laser pass, Diggs gets it, 47-yard first down. And again, that was third and long. And then we scored a touchdown on that drive and put the game away. And that's that was Allen's breakout year, year three. Yeah, that was. I, I remember watching that and, I'm, and watching this clip. I'm like, I don't know how the how in the world this guy is like. He's got eyes everywhere. He's got he got in front of his head, in the back of his head, on his legs. He's got him everywhere. This guy's the guy's awareness is is uncanny. And I'm and I'm glad you had you had brought that one up because man, the last thing any of us want to see is Josh Allen go down. We don't want to see him go down, and he has the awareness and the wherewithal to move out of the way and move out of the pocket and evade defenders um, who are coming at his legs, and he did that in that game. And then there's another one. Um, uh, we had mentioned the, jo- the Joey Bosa one earlier, um, and you had also mentioned the, uh, the, 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 the Willis McGahee, him getting, him getting bent backwards. Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot of things that, that I think that Bills Mafia um, can the Saints I guess, game, be excited about. The Saints about game it. was, the Saints game. was yeah. scary. Yeah, and yeah, that was after Trey White. Trey White already had right. torn his ACL. Uh, the Bills finished the uh, they finished the first half on a low note. He had back-to-back picks, and then they came out of halftime. This is on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And on that first series, Allen's scrambling for a first down, and he's looking downfield, and, like, the corner, I think it was Roby uh, for the Saints, he was kind of lurking on the sideline. Yeah. And then at the last second, yeah. you know, because Allen's looking down the field. He doesn't really see what's – towards the boundary mm-hmm. Roby comes out of nowhere because he like must have came off like the receiver uh-huh. went for his legs and holy crap he just lift that right Down. leg at the last second yeah. and he got laid. he got flipped yeah um but i mean if that foot was down man guys he's done he's done he's done yeah and i'm the- watching i'm watching this clip and you guys need to watch this you need, I'm, I'm telling you this this is good stuff that doc's putting out and this is like like this is like he had mentioned earlier it's not he's not jinxing it or anything like that like this is this is like legitimately um um uh, something that josh has i mean it's genetic you know what i'm saying it, it has a lot to do with awareness and it's the way he's built i mean this guy is he's a truck <laughs> six five two forty he's a truck now granted we don't want him taking you know all of these types of hits because eventually you know something is gonna well i wouldn't say it's gonna happen but if he keeps on taking you know these, these kind of hits 
you 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 have to figure that it's gonna wear on his body. Um, but but rest assured though, rest assured that we have a guy who's built for this kind of stuff. Imagine if he was, you know, a smaller guy like a Tyrod Taylor or like a, you know, like some of the smaller uh, uh, quarterbacks that we've had before. They would have been out a long time ago. But the fact yeah. that we've got Josh Allen, this guy with some beautiful legs, by the way. Doc, how, how, how gorgeous are Josh Allen's legs, man? Like, I mean, they're, they're not the most defined legs, but when you, like, put shorts on them, something yeah. magical happens. I Doesn't mean, it? Especially, oh, yeah. It's just because he has got like the he's got like the length that uh, uh-huh. something it's mystic. Oh so, man, that's what she there's said. Gotta, there's got to be an article about it. So the, just Google to. Josh Allen looks good in shorts. I'm sure it's broken down somewhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you need to write something about it, especially when we're talking about you know, his 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 length. Oh man, man, that yeah. He's it's got been a written. Brad, it has been, been written. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you can you can write another one. It's all right. It's all good. <laughs> part two. <laughs> part part two. Yeah, part two. And, and as you're wiping your mouth. <laughs> The shorts got, shorts got shorter. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. No doubt. No doubt, man. But look, hey, hey Doc, I, I appreciate you, man, for, for hopping on and talking about this. You know, um, like I said, uh, I didn't want to take up too much of your time because I know you've got things to do as you're out there hanging yeah, out with, to, with moms. Uh, you're about, to go get, about to go to get soaked on Made of the Mist. That's the plan oh, today. There you go. Bring the kid to it, you know. Have fun, baby. Have I'm fun. reliving all my childhood stuff this weekend. No, man. There you go. Nothing like reliving childhood. Nothing like it. And I see yep, you out yep. there, man. You look, you look good, man. So, so hang out there, have fun, enjoy your weekend. Uh, let everybody Thanks, know. I'm, 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 I'm gonna show you up here real quick. Let everybody know where they can find you and what you may have uh, coming out here in the near future. Yeah, it's just I'm, I'm at Thigh Doctor on, uh, in, you know, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, you can reach me out there. Um, post a lot of pics about thighs. Talk about legs a lot, um, but mostly Buffalo Bills stuff and injury related. Sounds good, baby. Oh, my bad. I, I didn't mean to cut you off like that. Sounds okay. good. Sounds good, Doc. So I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to go ahead and, and, and let you exit on a proper fashion as the same way in which you were introduced solo, baby. Love you, man. See you, God boys. God bless. Enjoy your weekend. That is the <laughs> Gotta love it, man. You you you've got you've got to love the thigh doctor, man. Anytime Doc comes on the show, it's, it's great. Uh, uh, this is my first time I've got I've got a chance to actually talk to him. Great guy, great guy, and man, does he have a set of thighs on him. This, that dude, that dude is yoked up, man, below the waist, brother. I mean, he's you know you know what I'm saying he's a great guy, great guy. I absolutely love him. So you guys go out there, make sure you follow him on Twitter, social media, Instagram at thigh doctor. And make sure you download the BF Network app so you can look at his article and read it in depth. He's got he's got video clips of some of the injuries that uh, or some of the, the injury uh, escapes, I should say, that Josh Allen had. Very very well written, very in depth by my man Thigh Doctor. I appreciate him for coming on the show. Hey, you guys are watching. We're thirty minutes into the show right now. Do me this favor: like comment and subscribe and then share this with all your friends your family i don't care who it is just just share it and blow up social media with it let them know to tune in to the buffalo fanatics network the riders club here on saturday mornings as we keep it popping and keep it moving guys all right so we've got we've got we've got more to talk about but what i also wanted to do is is um you know since since doc was on here he was talking about about allen's injury resilience we know we know that josh allen cannot sustain that right long term 
That, that's, that's, that's just, we don't want um, Cam Newton, right? We don't, we don't want that to happen. We don't, we don't want to see that again. And uh, uh, Brandon Bean and, and even Sean McDermott had said it at the beginning of the offseason um, how it was their goal to protect Josh Allen. And when you've got $200 million invested in a guy like him, you better believe it. He needs to be protected. So how do you think we should go about protecting him? What's, what's the best way um, that, we can, that we can protect Josh Allen, um, even protecting him from himself? Because we know he's, he's going to do his thing. He's going to do what he does because that's just the game he plays, right? He's not going to – he's not going to um, – it's going to be hard to, 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 to rein him in, right? Um, because when the game's on the line, he's going to take the ball in his hands and he's going he's gonna to run. He's going to do what he can. He's going to jump, jump over people. He's going to barrel down. He's going to put his shoulder in. He's going to do all of that. So it's going to be kind of hard to stop him from doing that. But how do you think Brandon Bean or Sean McDermott in the offense can protect him from himself? Uh, Kev, I'm going to start with you. I think the easiest way is just to not call a lot of QB runs. And as hard as that is, because we want to see Allen run, right? That That's one of the most fun things to watch about this team. Obviously, he can air it out with his arm. But him with his legs and what he can do, stiff-arming linebackers, trucking them over, hurdling cornerbacks and linebackers, it's insane like we've never seen before. And we yeah. want to see it, but it's a short-term versus long-term thing. So long term, like you said, we don't want him to turn into Cam Newton 2.0, where you know five ten years down the road he's starting to slow up already. Right. Well, I think that's where you need to utilize the offensive weapons that you have more. I mean, look at the the running back and the wide receiver rooms now. It is completely full, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to cut at least probably. Well, from the running back, from the running back room, probably one running back is going to go, and a couple wide receivers are going to have to go. That's how how stacked this yeah. roster is. So you're gonna be you're gonna have to just trust it, and I think the best way to go about it is you kind of wean into it. So at the beginning yeah. of the year, I don't want to say those games don't matter as much, but it's not as crucial as the playoffs. Once the playoffs ramp up, that's when you got to utilize Allen and his legs. Yeah, but definitely. Week one week two, yeah, we're gonna be in LA. Tennessee's gonna be here week two. All the bright lights are gonna be shining, and as tempting as it might be to have Allen just truck ahead and try to bulldoze everyone over. Right. You have to resist that temptation and say, hey, short-term versus long-term, we have bigger goals in mind than just pushing over another linebacker. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Zach, what about you? I was going to say something similar in that, you know, the best way to limit his injury risk is to limit his exposure, and obviously that comes with maybe decreasing his rushing Mm. stats right also just but also too the thing that could work too is the fact that nobody really knows what ken dorsey's gonna do so if he does come out and they do limit allen's runs then you could just then everyone will know that dorsey is doing things a little bit different from dayball but at the same time you can't you're not going to completely eliminate Allen running from the equation because he'll always scramble around. He'll always try to extend plays. He'll probably also do some read options or something. Yeah. The other main way that you could limit the exposure is something that we will be discussing in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it was something that was on Brandon Bean this offseason, and that yeah. was upgrading the defense offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Beefing up on there because if you get him better pass protection, he won't necessarily have to scramble as much. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Uh, 
um, both of you guys' points. I mean, yeah, we have to limit those design runs. Um, Dable was was doing it way too often for me. Uh, but I think I think part of the reason why he did it was because the running game with the backs <laughs> was just so putrid. You know what I'm saying? Like his best option at running back was Josh Allen. You know, and at the at that time they're just they're just trying to win uh, by by all means necessary. Um, but I, you know, I was I was scared. You know, I I, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I mean, having him running a couple of times and seeing him, you know, break out. I'm, yeah, that was great. But man, we can't have Josh running for what did he what did he run for his rushing stats? I think it was like seven hundred something yards, if I'm not mistaken. I want I want to look that up. That that was ridiculous. We we absolutely cannot have that happening um, in the future. Uh, Josh Allen. Let me see here. I think he had. I want to say it was seven hundred and sixty yards rushing. Let me check it out real quick. Rob, while you look at that, I just want yeah, to go say, ahead. another thing that I want to add to this is how is Zach Moss going to fit into the equation this year? Because right now, mm-hmm. Josh Allen is a big bruiser, and that was supposed to be Zach Moss. But when we need two or three tough yards, who do you go yeah. to, Josh yeah. Allen or Zach Moss? You got so to go to last yeah. week how maybe Zach Moss is the odd man out because the Bills are trying to get speedier and, and quicker with Duke Johnson and James Cook and obviously with Devin Singletary. So right. maybe Moss is the odd man out, but if you're thinking that long term versus short term, the Bills will probably keep Zach Moss around and try to turn him into that big north to south back to mm-hmm. take the pressure off of Allen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we can't have Allen uh, being that. I mean, uh, um, I like I like the point you brought up about about Zach Moss. Um, we had mentioned it before, also, and I think I even, I even spoke on it a little bit last night. Uh, but yeah, no, no, uh, we we're gonna have to get rid of that. I mean, Josh Allen, yeah, great third and one. Fourth one, I mean, you love you love him in the, in, the, in those in those scenarios, right? Um, because he's so big, right? In, in many cases, he can just he can just 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 pull forward and, and get the first down. But when you're talking about like like even more yardage, like if it's if it's I don't know third and three, third and five, or third and four, or something like that, or maybe even fourth and two. I mean, you, I don't necessarily know if I want to have Josh Allen continue to do that. So yeah, I agree with you. We need to, we need to lean on the power back, who looks like it's going to be Zach Moss, who's the only other back in the uh, uh in the backfield right now who actually fits that mold josh allen last year had 763 rushing yards guys <laughs> almost 800 rushing yards that is nuts that's not happening anymore i mean yeah it looks good right um it pumps up his stats and it looks good right and we get excited about it but i i don't, I don't think that's going to happen anymore um and 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 i would like to add to the fact that i, I definitely think that um, uh, we're going to eliminate a lot of those design runs, but also lean more on the offensive line and the running game. I know, I know, I know Sean McDermott had mentioned it um, earlier in the offseason about being balanced, having a balanced offense and, and kind of, you know, taking this opportunity to, uh, you know, as, as he was talking about transitioning from Brian Dable to Ken Dorsey and then bringing in Aaron Cromer, who we're going to talk about also um, is going to provide them with the opportunity to kind of reset and rebrand their, their entire offense. And so I think that, that we can expect to see more balanced offense. Not necessarily saying that Josh Allen is not going to throw as much as he has before, but I think that we're going to see more of a, a concerted effort um, to to get the ball in the hands of the running backs uh, um, in those in those situations. Um, have a more efficient running game, um, so that way Josh Allen is not having to put it all on his back and put it all on his shoulders. Because you know what, if, if you're not, you know, um, I actually looked this up, and the Bills were, were actually pretty decent when it came to pass protection last year. Um, I, I just think that some, I, for some reason, you know, I uh, guess down the field, some guys weren't getting open or we just had some, some different matchups where it was just tough for guys to get open. But nonetheless, uh, uh, we need to make sure that we lean on those running backs. That's, that, that's what they get paid for. Josh is a $200 million asset, but we don't want him running 
like that. Not to 700-something yards, man. We can't, we can't have that. We can't have it. And speaking of balance, speaking of balance uh, and, 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 and the offensive line and, and building protection and, and um, even utilizing the running backs more often, um, we've got my man Pete Rubenstein here. Pete Rubenstein is here in the background waiting patiently because he had written an article about the state of the Buffalo Bills offensive line. And I don't want to talk about it too much right now. I'm just going to bring my man here on the show. You guys give him a big welcome, a big warm of applause, a big uh, a round of applause. Put him in the chat. Put those, those emojis in the chat and show some love to my man, Pete Rubenstein. Pete, what's good, man? How you doing? Rev, Kev, back, are we? Man, we are good, baby. We are good. We are good. I, I like, I like, uh, I like the jersey hang up in the background, man. I like that, man. There you Thank go. You very oh, much. Hey, you got a Brian Bates jersey. There you go, man. Look, yeah, you don't see too many of those running around here. No, right. sir. No, sir. Got to represent the Penn State boys pretty good, you know. Got to, got to represent, man. How you, how you, how you feeling, man? I'm fantastic. I'm just excited to talk Bills football. Not a lot of uh, Bills talk down in North Carolina. Oh, is that, is that where you is that where you are? Okay, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Wow, North Carolina, man. And what's the, what's the what's the Bills um. Is there is there any Bills backers down there in North Carolina? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, I know our old chief is not too far from here, but um, you know he's in the area. And then I met a few other Bills fans. A lot of a lot of Buffalo natives moved down here to Wilmington because uh, the heat and the beaches. I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. No, I've never been over there before, man. Never been over mm-hmm. there before. I didn't. I had no idea that you, that you were in North Carolina. I thought I don't know. I don't know why. I just assume everybody with the, with the fanatics is in New York. You know, uh, outside of Trish, and then way over there, and uh, you know, overseas, you know. But that, I'm that's over. Good, I'm interning here. I'm actually from Connecticut. Oh snap! Okay, okay, mm-hmm. sweet. So, what are you interning, man? What, what are you doing? Uh, I'm with the collegiate baseball team, doing some ticket sales, ticket operations, marketing, all that good stuff. Nice, staying busy, staying mm-hmm. busy, and then writing these fire articles, man. Look, look, do me this favor, Pete. Tell everybody, man. Oh, you had written this piece about the state of the Buffalo Bills offensive line and i want you to kind of you know don't give them everything don't give them everything but just give them a little bit um about uh your idea behind uh, writing an article like that in which you in which you were talking about so what the bills have this year what they haven't had in years past is a lot of depth and a lot of like solid depth um i chose this article to write about because i wanted to address well if we have all these guys we have about 10 11 backups worthy of making a final roster who's actually going to make the cut i mean mm-hmm. they not only were they signing guys they drafted linemen they were trading for linemen i mean all solid acquisitions but there's only so many spots i mean mcdermott usually likes to keep three or four backups usually a tackle or two and then some interior offensive linemen who can play all three positions but right. um it's just really important to address who can stay where they're going to stay and how and if they're worthy to stay so and in a season as important this is with all the hype have right now, I think it mm-hmm. was very crucial to talk about a area that nobody really thinks to talk about that much. The big uglies. So so who do you who do you think um, is uh, out of out of out of the, the two acquisitions that we made? OK, you know, in the offseason. So we, we, we added we added uh, Roger Saffold and then we brought back um, uh, Ryan Bates. Um, how, how do you how do you feel about the interior of the offensive line now, because you know last year there were there was there was some issues there with the interior. So now now that we've got Ryan Bates solidified there, and then we added um, Saffold, 
how, how do you feel about, about them uh, on the inside? Probably the safest I've felt years in years, ever since Richie Incognito, Eric Wood, all those guys were still manning the big three. Um, something we haven't had in a while, up until last year maybe as an exception, but we haven't really had no Pro Bowl interior linemen since mm-hmm. Incognito. And now we have Roger Saffold, who not only brings experience, but he just came from one of the best running offenses in the National Football League, blocking for Derrick Henry. Right. So having him there, it's definitely like a security blanket, like a safety blanket, something like that. Um, Mitch Morse just came off his best season yet. Um, yeah, PFF grade doesn't lie. Um, the last few weeks of the running game were there. And also those last few weeks of the running game wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for big number 71. Um, yeah. Coming in for Ike Butker and Cody Ford. Um, I was actually at that New England game that he was at. Um, he yeah. kept Josh clean. Singletary scored a few times. Um, I was also at the Atlanta game um, where Singletary, I think he ran for two touchdowns. Um, what the Bills haven't been able to do is run the ball on the inside with running backs. And now that we have these three guys coming back to man those positions, I feel like Singletary pops off. You see a lot of James Cook and how we could even see Zach Moss uh, get a little more carries and pick up a few more yards like he's supposed to. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now, now, you, I'm, I'm glad you, you you had mentioned uh, you touched on on Ryan Bates, and I want to talk about this because you, you said something very interesting in your article that you guys need to watch and you guys need to go go read it. BF Network app, download that thing right now and read this this article is is fantastic. Now, tell me about the impact that Ryan Bates made to the entire offensive line when he was inserted um, due to the injury of Ike Bakker. Um, because you had said something um, in the article, and I'm going to touch on it here later, that I don't think too many people really realize um, about his pressure rate, um, uh, uh, you know, against, um, especially when you, when, you, when you compare him to other guards in the NFL. So b- before we get into that part, what, what, what was his, his impact? How much of an impact did he make on the interior of the offensive line when he was um, added? Well, he made a huge impact, and you can see it in the running game and the numbers itself. I mean, look at Singletary. Look at what the running backs started off doing last year. Um, they were running the ball much more efficiently. They were scoring more. Yeah. Singletary was finally viewed as that running back he should have been when he was drafted in 19. Um, Josh was cleaner. Um, it just felt like the offensive line was on finally on the same page. And it's not just the interior. I also saw that that was a big part on Spencer Brown's part. Um, especially yeah. Dion picking it up midway through the season. But having Ryan Bates in there, someone who's been in the system for a few years now and haven't really been given the chance as the other guys like Ike and, Co- and Cody, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like redshirting in a way, like in college football. Um, yeah. Not be ready right there and right then when he comes to the program, but having a few years under his belt, learning under McDermott and the offensive line coaches, Ken Dorsey, um, it gets him ready. It gets him football ready. It gets him to the same size speed um, as the NFL is. And it showed off. Uh, according to PFF, Bates was the number one overall guard in pressure rates among guards with a 1.8. He was higher than guys like Joe Thune, the Chiefs guard, Kevin Zietler, the Ravens guard, all solid guards in the NFL. And this guy. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Pete. Hold on, Pete. Hold on, hold on. You, you, got, you got to say that again. And, and let, let, me, let me give you the, 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 the full camera, okay? Because I don't think people heard what you said or or you may it, it may it may have just kind of went over their heads but this this stat right here is ridiculous so repeat that and, and, and tell them uh tell, tell them that one more time about uh about uh um, about ryan bates and his pressure rate a lot go ahead 
Ryan Bates, a swing tackle who was an undrafted free agent that the Bills traded for in 2019 after going undrafted, finished with the lowest allowed pressure rate among the guards in the entire NFL with 1.8%. Now, given it might have been a smaller sample size, but having higher grades than guys like Joe Thune, who was thrown a huge contract by Kansas City, Kevin Zietler, who's one of the most higher-rated guards in the league. I mean, it was higher than Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin. The list goes on. He was the number one guy. I mean, just the coaching, him being just ready to go whenever. I mean, it's his time to shine now, and this and that stat alone is proving it. Hey, there you go. So I'm talking about Pete. Talk your talk, man. Let them know what's happening. Let them know that Ryan Bates, he ain't no slouch, man. He ain't no slouch. This guy is one of the tops in the league. Lowest allowed pressure rate. That is ridiculous. I, I would have never even guessed until you wrote, wrote that. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, my, are you serious? No wonder. There's no wonder Brand, uh, Brandon Bean wanted to make sure he got that guy back in the offensive line fold. Zach, I want to take it to you because I, I think you've got, you've got something uh, pressing that you want to ask Pete as well. I do have a question because we we were talking about the starters and you mentioned how McDermott likes to keep a more versatile backups because, you know, it, he values the positional versatility that he can, uh, like, what am I saying? Right. I was just so amazed by that Ryan Bates stat. I lost, almost lost my train of thought. Uh, speaking of Ryan Bates, we know he started out swing tackle, that Jeremiah Searles type guy, yeah. the versatile tackle guard center. Now, I must ask you, is there a depth guy that you think has a solid case to be RB2, Ryan Bates 2? Mm, that's a good question. About the same. I think the guys we have starting on on the offensive line are guys who are going to be starting on the offensive line. I think anyone, unless there's a serious injury, uh, I think that guy, Questenberry, the guy we just signed for the Titans, um, big shout out to him not only being a cancer survivor, but he's listed, he's played tackle, he's played guard, and on the current Bills roster, he's uh, listed as a guard despite playing tackle most of his career. Um, he could play all over the place, and I wouldn't be shocked if he could play center there too. But, you know, oh, being wow. with Spencer Brown, how he missed a few games last year, um, he uh, – he, I, um, um, I can also see Greg Mance, uh, the center we signed from the Dolphins, um, him playing. He's played all along the interior. Um, somewhat, and this is just another good depth piece. Um, but I don't really see um, anyone necessarily having a season like Ryan Bates does because I feel like he's going to notify himself as, as starting guard. Um, but – it's it's a lot. It's those are definitely two names to keep an eye on. That's what I decide. Yeah, I, look, I've, I've got to ask you, Pete. I got to ask you, what is your what is your outlook for a guy like Cody Ford? Because you know I'm an OU fan, okay, and and I actually did not like that pick. Um, well, especially the fact that they, they they traded it for him, and then they tried to 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 have him play right tackle. I, I felt like he was not going to be an NFL caliber starting right tackle in the league. At best, left left guard. I mean, inside guard. You know, interior O lineman or something like that. But I just didn't think that he had the the agility, the the or whatever to to actually translate to a, a starting uh, right tackle in the National Football League. And we know what happened. You know what's happened. Um, he's just kind of been underwhelming. And granted, he 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 was injured, right? Um, but man, I'm I'm just not too sure about Cody, man. I, I, 
when it comes to all Bills players, I, I want the best for them. I don't want to see anybody uh, leave or be considered a bust or whatnot. But man, are we are we like are we p- talking about potential bust potential here with 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 Cody Ford? What 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 are your takes, man? What are your outlook as it relates to Cody Ford? I think last year solidified himself as a bust, and that and that really sucks. Yeah. I mean, I I hate having to live with the fact that the, a guy Brandon Bean being the general manager he is is just out to be um another guy like that that i'm starting to throw in the ring is cyrus kawanjo uh the tackle from oh, the, uh, the bills drafted a few years out of alabama yeah let's not talk Gosh. about it too much but yeah i'm sorry Gosh. i'm sorry i'm sorry that's on me that's on me um <laughs> oh you're but... fine Are you, so you're saying he's like that he's like that level bad like he's he's approaching that level <laughs> not he's not that man. level bad i mean yeah. i think i think kawanjo was in was on the bills for maybe two years but he wasn't thrown yeah. into the ring like cody ford was right right um right. Well, being being on the offensive line, Cody Ford was in college, protecting for Kyler Murray, for Baker Mayfield, uh, down with the Sooners. Um, I think a lot of people expected him to make that transition. Like well, a lot of other things, some yeah. people expected him. I thought he was going to be a right tackle in the NFL, and he was for that one season. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, we all remember that one play in Houston. Again, again, I'm sorry for bringing it up. Yeah, but yeah. it's something we need to talk about. Um, I think. Given the chances he's been given and him just not being able to take much away from him, I think that train has left the station. I think he's done. I think Bean is has fed up with him. I think mm. Dorsey, you know, maybe he's you know, I know he's a first year offensive coordinator, but he's been in the system. He's here with Dabble. Like he knows what type of player he is. Um, I think at most he serves a depth piece. I could see him being a anywhere being traded for late round picks for the twenty twenty four draft, the twenty twenty three draft. Mm-hmm. Or I could just see him being him, him being a training camp roster cut. I just think he, his time in Buffalo is almost over. Oh man, that's tough. I know it sucks. It's it tough sucks. to swallow. As that's, that's tough mm-hmm. to swallow. Kev. Well, I think this is a make or break year for Cody Ford, and I think with bringing in Aaron Cromer, they brought him in for guys like Cody Ford. Like that's Cromer's project this year. Can you get Cody? Yeah, Ford? I agree with you on that. That's that's what I'm thinking too. Go ahead. Can you get Cody Ford to be that second-round pick that we sought after a few years ago? Because like we've been saying, Cody Ford has been very underwhelming. I mean, I think the game that sticks out the most to me is that Jacksonville game last year, and there there are a lot of games that you can pick from. But that Jacksonville game always sticks out to me in terms of Cody Ford just not being able to handle the pressure. And I think that bringing in Aaron Cromer, the Bills did that to get more aggressive up front. I mean, they talked about that all year, how they – had to start up front. Everything starts with the offensive and defensive lines, and you work your way back. And that's what they did. They brought in some huge, beefy, talented guys that can play both sides of the ball. And then they did that with the coaching staff, too, getting a guy like Aaron Cromer to kind of preach um, just playing with that nasty and that aggressiveness. So I think that if Cody Ford can come out of training camp and look great, the Bills are going to keep him and say, hey, Aaron Cromer is already working wonders with this guy. But if Crow can't get him to be that second-round pick, I think Cody Ford's time will be done as well. Yeah, Kev, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore, man, because that's that's kind of my my train of thought right there. I, I think – well, I, I, I'm not going to say that Cromer was brought in specifically for Ford. I think he's brought in, obviously, because he, he <laughs> they, they knew that the offensive line was not getting in and the OG Bobby Johnson was not getting the best out of the guys he's had. He's had all this time to get him, and, and the offensive line has still been kind of like, you know, inconsistent – um, outside of you know the main guys like Mitch Morris and, and Deion Dawkins and whatnot, but but you bring in a guy like Aaron Cromer, and I think that right now, and, and this is this is 
This is Cody Ford's final year. This is the last year of his rookie contract. I definitely think that he's going to be a project guy that Cromer is going to be uh, paying attention to um, because, you know, I, I wonder, like, if Cody Ford's lack of development was due to him just not having the, the skill set to translate or was it a coaching thing? Was it was he just not able to, to get with with Bobby Johnson's coaching and and develop? And then, of course, you know, I think I think McDermott had 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 a had a role to play also by, by moving him around. And I don't know if that was his idea. If that was Cromer's. I mean, not Cromer, uh, uh, Bobby Johnson's idea to move him from right tackle to guard, right tackle to guard. And then he got injured that year. You know, so uh, I think a lot a lot has happened um, that we can really uh, attribute some of these these shortfalls and shortcomings too. But, but I, I definitely think that, that Aaron Cromer's um, uh, presence now is going to, is going to, should bode well for Cody Ford, but nothing is going to be given to him. He's going to have to come in this offseason and compete his tail off in training camp to prove to the coaching staff and to Brandon Bean that he's worthy of remaining on this team uh, going forward. Because here's my line of thinking, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, or you guys just, just chime in, let me know what you think. Because Roger Saffold, He's only on a what a two year deal, right? It's two years, but essentially like, like a one year, maybe you know, right? So, so I, I guess his his future is is very short. So if he's gone after this year, then who who else is going to step in? So that means we're going to have another void at guard. I mean, we, we've got Eichbacher. I mean, Eichbacher. We've got we've got uh, uh, we got Bates. But who else is going to fill fill that that void? I mean, we have some depth pieces, but man, wouldn't that be perfect scenario for Cody Ford to develop this year in, in, in training camp? and improve that he's a quality depth piece to be added in the future. Um, and then he can slide right in to guard and, and man that position of going, going forward. I mean, that, that, that's kind of my, my thinking, and, and, and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that Ford can kind of show that he's, he's worth staying on this roster and that it was, in fact, just a coaching thing and that uh, Coromer can kind of you know, uh, find and unlock that potential that I think he has. Yeah, and you were mentioning the contracts. I, I would have to double check, but I'm pretty sure all the veterans they brought in were just one-year deals. So you take a look at either one or two at the most. But, you know, guys, like you said, Roger Saffold, um, Greg Manns, David Kessenberry, Greg Van Roden, even if you want to throw Bobby Hart in there. So many guys that were brought in for this year, and <laughs> you guys are shaking your head. Yeah, we don't. We don't say his name. Hard. We don't. We don't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they brought in all these guys on one-year deals, and like you said, Rev, this could be that make-or-break year for Cody Ford. And it's like, hey, these guys, we can't promise that we're going to re-sign all these guys next year. Yeah, there's going to be new guys that come in through free agency in the draft. But if you want a job, now is the time to go take it and prove that you could yeah. be. If not a starter, at least a reliable backup next year. Once we lose some of these guys in free agency, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Roger, he he is on a one year deal. My bad. So yeah, one year deal. So that 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 to me that 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 opens the door for guys like Cody Ford and some of the depth pieces there um, to really show and prove that they are worth being on this roster in the long term. Even though they may not, you know, uh, start this year, but to add that depth piece uh, for this year and then going forward potentially compete for that starting role. But my but my I'm you know as I'm talking about it, I'm also asking that myself this question i'm thinking like like well dang if ford you know um improves in in, in training camp and shows that yeah hey, hey he's, he's made a, a big improvement what do you think bean should do do you think he should do you think he's he should just you know what maybe even trade him as you mentioned pete earlier 
uh, uh, for 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 the draft picks. You know what I'm saying? Or and, and I'm, here's my thinking. I'm like, dang, I do not want another Wyatt Teller scenario happening. You know what I'm saying? Where 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 we 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 kick rocks on the guy. You know that 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 wasn't you know uh, showing himself to be any good. Granted, we've given him a lot more time, and then he goes on to another team and he's just freaking you know uh, Pro Bowl caliber guard. I don't, I don't want I don't want that to happen. I I, I do not want that to happen. Uh, Dakota Forbes. So, so what, what, what do you guys uh, think about that, man? Uh, do you do you think Pete uh, or Zach that uh, if he shows out in camp that he should be traded, or do you think he should be uh, kept on the roster? And then a second question to that is, what do you think Cody Ford is going to be doing? Thinking is he even going to be wanting to come back to Buffalo if he, you know, uh, uh, has to compete again, uh, or do you think it should be best for in his interest to go ahead and, and test the market and try to find a starting job elsewhere? Well, I would say to answer the first question, if he shows out in camp, I think that it would be in Bean's best interest just to take advantage of the increased inflated value and trade him. Because mm. I don't, because considering who our starting offensive line is, I don't see him getting on the field this year. And then beyond that, you know, we we know what he is, but. So I don't really see – I just don't see any real value beyond this year for yeah. those keeping him. So if he does have a good camp and a good preseason, it would be a good time just to say, oh, we could get a future pick for him. And then you just go with the depth guys and then reevaluate. Yeah. Man, I, 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 I'm, try, I'm trying to keep hope alive, man. I'm trying to keep hope alive. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on, Cody, don't, don't, don't be that bust, man. Come on. Second-round pick, I mean, you've got to – you know, you got to prove something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and it, well, what do you think? I don't know what kind of like what kind of draft compensation Bean could even get um, in this type of inflated market. What do you what do you what are you guessing, Pete? What do what do you think that uh, that if Cody Ford, you know, if if he if he shows out um, in training camp and, and and buzzes around Cody Ford, and you know, uh, maybe they give him a, a preseason game to kind of you know um, um, put him out there. What do you think could be the the market for him? It's kind of hard to tell right now. I, I I'd imagine. Can you hear me, Pete? I say maybe a fifth round pick. Fifth? Maybe. I think that's yeah. that's his highest. Yeah. Um, I think teams will see that he was given the opportunity to develop and he failed. Um, so the developmental factor isn't there. So I think teams would most likely be willing to give no high it's definitely a late round pick. It's, I don't think but I don't think it goes higher than fifth or lower. Yeah. 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 Kev, what do you think? Is that, is that kind of yeah, I feel like it would definitely be a day three pick, probably round six or seven. But I don't think that the Bills should trade him just solely for the fact of what you're talking about, Rev, with the whole Wyatt Teller situation. And I think I don't want to speak without knowing. Look at Zach. Zach's like, he is not going to be Wyatt Teller. Zach is Zach. No, he is yeah. not Wyatt Teller. <laughs> but, I think we all know this now. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be totally that. But. I personally would say that Brandon Bean is not going to trade him because he was talking about this offseason during his press conferences, how he's learned that he needs to let guys develop more and he needs to give him more time because he said, I'll take total responsibility for that Wyatt Teller situation. That's on me. I should have waited longer to see what he could have turned into, but I rushed it and I traded him and look what happened now. And again, not saying Cody Ford is going to turn into Wyatt Teller, but I think that kind of gave Brandon Bean a little bit of cold feet. And now he's going to say, mm. okay, 
Let's take a step back. We'll see if Aaron Cromer can kind of resurrect his career. And then if he can't, then it's going to be, what, three, four years? Then you can get rid of him. So to to answer your question, no, I do not see the Bills getting rid of Cody Ford. Maybe it could be a cut, but I don't see Brandon Bean trading him. Yeah, and, you know, um, the only – well, the major difference, though, between – between the Wyatt Teller situation and Cody Ford situation is, is, is Teller was cut after year one. He was only with the Bills for one year. Um, Cody Ford has been, has been here three years. So I, I, would, I would guess that, that, you know, that Brandon Bean, after seeing what happened with Wyatt Teller, has given him this time. He's given him three years. This is a final year. Now he's entering into year four of his deal. So, uh, uh, so, so, so even though he may not want to part with him and, 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 and though he may think, man, I, I don't want him to, to turn into a Wyatt Teller and I, you know, and, and it bites me in the butt again, but man, he's given them going on four years compared to one year. So I think that he's given them plenty of time. Um, my, the question, I guess, would really, um, I, I, I don't know if it's a question, but I think, I think it really falls onto coaching. Like, like, is this a, a, a developmental thing that Cody Ford is just not that guy at all, regardless of who's coaching him, or is it strictly coaching? I mean, and, and we're only going to have one year to find out uh, with Aaron Cromer. And, and I so, think that's the reason why they would want to keep him for at least a little bit longer now that they have Aaron Cromer. If it was still the old offensive line coach, they would say, okay, this is year four. We've had enough. But now it's like, okay, we're going to give you one final opportunity with Aaron Cromer, and we're going to see what you can do. So you better be ready to work your butt off come training camp. But then they can't – I mean, they can't necessarily guarantee anything beyond this year because this is his final year. So even though they may say, well, you know, we want to keep you long. He, I mean, he's he's a free agent after this year, so he can say, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else and compete elsewhere, you know. So we may only get this year, this just training camp season, uh, and 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 just the, mainly just the, the entire year um, of watching Cody Ford. But I don't even know what kind of opportunities he's going to have outside of training camp because I don't see him starting at all. Uh, I mean, you know, outside of injury, you know, what I'm saying. But it is is if if an injury were to occur, all right. So let's just let's just assume, Pete, because because you you said I mean you've got you've got some locks here. Um, on the offensive line, um, you've, you've got obviously we've, we've got the uh, the tackles. You got Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morrison, and Spencer Brown. And you said definitely locks in the interior guards, right? With Roger Saffold and Ryan Bates. So now, who would, if injury were to occur, who is the first interior offensive lineman to come in if there was an injury to one of those starters? My best guess, given current injury to backups, would probably be Questenberry, unless it's Ford, like we've been talking, can develop into at least mm-hmm. a solid backup because I think that's his ceiling right now. Um, okay. Quisenberry, like I noted earlier, he's very versatile. Um, yes, he's played tackle. He played right tackle in Tennessee last year. But right now on the roster, he's listed as a guard. So me, showing that he can play all, all around the five, not only just as a swing tackle, but maybe somewhere along the interior offensive line, I think he's the first man up. Do you think Quisenberry can push Spencer Brown? Maybe to play better. I don't think there's really much competition. I think Spencer Brown is going to be the right tackle of the future, and it showed in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's personally me. But if you look at uh, – there's you know there's a few statistics out there. I don't know them off the top of my head. But the Bills' offense just played better. I mean, look at the Kansas City game mm-hmm. in week five or six. Not not the 13 seconds game. Right. Um, the I mean, they just played on a much higher level than what they did um, when Darrell Williams was at right tackle or someone else when Brown right. was in. So yeah. I think Brown being the player, his will definitely be the right tackle. But I think Quisenberry will only push him to play harder. Um, his starting experience in Tennessee was 50-50. It was good, but it was also not the best. 
Um, but I could I, I could definitely see him pushing Brown just to be a better overall player. Yeah, I mean, I love Spencer Brown. I, you know, I, I'm just I'm just curious. You know, uh, uh, when you when you talk about Questenberry, I mean, he, he's played right tackle also. Um, but Spencer Brown, I, I think he's going to be perfect for Aaron Cromer in this system. Um, um, man, this this dude is is incredible athletic offensive lineman. I mean, he's just ridiculously athletic. Um, I just hope that he can this offseason. Hopefully, he can uh, develop in pass protection because we know that he man he was having he was having some issues. Um, as a rookie, and granted, I'm a rookie. You know, coming from a you know a small college like that, uh, going against some of these 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 top pass rushers was going to be difficult for him, especially when he's freaking six seven, six eight. That's 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 tough in and of itself. Um, so if he can develop that end of his game, I think he's going to be. I think sky's the limit for uh, for Spencer Brown. Um, uh, I, my, my 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 other question though that I have about about the offensive line, man, is we we've got a lot of we got a lot of low depth here, man. We got Tommy Doyle. Um, and we've got guys like Ike Bakker, and somebody um, had mentioned here um, looking for an update, right? Uh, an update on Ike Bakker, and how do you guys feel about Ike? So I want to, I want to, I want to uh, ask that question to the entire group, man. Um, starting from the top, let's start with Kevin, and we'll work our way down to Zach, and then uh, Pete. What do you guys think about Ike Bakker? First of all, is is, is there any update? Because I haven't heard anything about Ike Bakker. I don't know what is what, what's what's going on with him. Is he back healthy? Um, if he is, how do you guys feel about him? Well, Ike tore his ACL in the New England game, correct? Was it so, ACL or was it was it ACL or was it a, a Achilles? It was Achilles. It was Achilles, Achilles, right? Okay. Achilles. Okay. So that was what three weeks after Trey White's injury. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, so Butker would probably come back after Trey, right? Like we should probably expect Trey to come back first. I'm not sure exactly the timetable for these two injuries, um, but I think he would probably start on the pup list physically yeah. unable to perform mm -hmm. so maybe like mid-season butker could come back but if he's totally healthy to answer your question from before i think he would be the first interior offensive lineman off the bench but mm -hmm. if anyone gets hurt in that first half of the year um yeah i would agree with you pete if kessenberry can play interior it'd probably be him maybe they try to slide uh, greg vance over i'm also curious to see greg van roten that veteran guard that they signed from the jets mm -hmm. because if he shows up and he performs I can see him already overtaking guys like Cody Ford or Greg Mance even. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about? I mean, well, you know what? Hold on. I, I don't want to jump ahead because I, I want to I jump on on, on uh, Van Roten. But but uh, Zach, what, what are you? What are your thoughts on on, on Bakker? Oh, like like Kevin said, I was just under the assumption he's probably going to miss the first six weeks of the season. Put a, Bean would put him on the PUP list, so that would free up a roster spot for an extra offensive lineman, yeah. and so. But when he comes back, I think he would be that first guy off the bench because okay. I think McDermott trusts him immensely. There was a reason that he was the first guy off the bench last year when there were injuries mm -hmm. as opposed to Cody Ford, and it only took a Butker injury to get Cody Ford out of the field. Right. That is when he wasn't already starting a replacement of an injured player. So I think it's him. And then to touch on Greg Van Roten, I kind of forgot he was on the Bills for a second. Like, <laughs> he's a yeah. former Carolina Panther, so I can understand why they went with that signing. They have mm -hmm. familiarity with him, and he could very well push Greg Nance or Questenberry for a depth spot. That's good. I mean, we yeah, I mean, we we need that depth. Um, and the more the more I think about it with with Van Roten and then and then obviously Questenberry. It's not. It's not looking too favorable for Cody Ford. It's not. It's not looking too favorable for him at, 
at all. Golly, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to, to get on the field uh, um, at all. You know, my, my, here's, here's a question for you guys. Um, so we saw what happened with Ryan Bates. As soon as his, he came on the field um, due to the injury to Bakker, the offensive line was just – it just started clicking. My question, though, is would that have happened had Ike not gotten injured? Would we even have, have, have known about Bates like this had that not happened? And, and, and I guess my question is, is, is mainly like, like pointing towards uh, McDermott's ability to identify talent across the offensive line and insert them um, when they should be starting as opposed to waiting on guys like Cody Ford to develop or even 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 guys like like Ibaka who we trusted but but evidently I mean Ryan Bates was the best guy that, that you know that was that was that was there and and I don't think anybody even 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 Bakker on a healthy uh, fully healthy is gonna is gonna knock out Bates for that starting job well I think it's also important to note that a lot of people forget Bakker was starting that game but so was Bates they were both starting together um, what happened was oh, when Bakker went down, they were starting together. Yeah, oh, I know right, Ford. Okay. I think Ford was either out or I, he, was, he was something. I think he was on the COVID list or something. They were both the two starting guards. Oh, what okay. happened was when Bakker went down, He's Williams pushed. shifted over to right guard and Spencer Brown shifted over to right tackle. Um, and that was, when that happened, it was already the offense was already clicking. It was just that's when we really saw Ryan Bates. That's when the spotlight mm. was truly on right. him. Yeah, I don't know so, why I was thinking Cody Ford was starting to get uh, with that uh, Ford. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know why I was, I was thinking. I, I didn't think Ryan Bates was on the field, but yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, I know Dawkins didn't start that game. Um, it was either an injury or something uh, he sustained. I know, I remember that he wasn't starting that game, but once Bakker went down, that's when he came into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Also, my memory's a little hazy. I was in the nosebleeds for that game, so it was pretty hard <laughs> to see the field. Um, but that's what I remember. Um, you know, it's it's hard to miss something as someone who follows the offensive line so closely. That was something big because that's the first time we really saw Bates in starting action. So I, it's it's easy to forget that he was starting that game um, because he was just, there was just so much going on and everyone was focused on holy yeah. shit, like we could beat the Patriots, like we should be beating the Patriots. <laughs> right. But um, having Bakker, the thing my thing with Bakker is with a torn Achilles, that's such a serious injury to come back. From. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's a little different from basketball, like when Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Um, you know, football is a much more, you know, man, manly game, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it may be, you know, the tougher guys come back from injuries at a different pace than basketball. And I'm not calling out any basketball players or anything that it's, it's, it's just what it is. It's much yeah. more contact yeah, game. Yeah, These guys yeah. are built for injuries like this. Um, so, and obviously I'm rooting for Butker. Um, 2020, um, he was actually my Ryan Bates. Um, he came in late last season. I think it was Arizona, and he, and he, you know, he caught my attention. I thought he was supposed to be the true starting guard, and then he just comes in in 2021, and it just wasn't there. I don't thought, I didn't think, um, but it's pretty evident that the coaches like him and they're keeping him around. I know they uh, he was a restricted free agent, and they brought him back again this year, so obviously they like him. It's just, you know, he, he may be a football player, and he's a little hypocritical. But I just said, a torn Achilles is still a hard injury to come back. Yeah, from. it is. So he might not be the same player he once was. They may favor someone who doesn't have as big of an injury career as he did, such as Van Roten, such as Mance, such as Questenberry. Um, so, but having that option of Bucker being back, you know, he's going to start the, the year on the, the physically not, unable to perform list, but having mm-hmm. him in your back pocket, that's never a bad option. 
Yeah, that that's definitely good. And then we got my man Tommy Doyle. Like, what are you, what are you, what are your, um, what do you think about Tommy Doyle, man? Is is he gonna is he gonna make the fifty three? I hope so. I like him. I mean, it was really freaking cool seeing him catch a touchdown in the in the Patriots yeah. game. Yeah. But that's not his job. He's, he's right. an offensive lineman. He's not supposed to catch passes. Right. Um, when he was in a swing tackle, I thought the offense, he started playing more of the swing tackle once Bates came in and became a starting guard, taking over Bates as a swing tackle. Mm-hmm. I thought he did well. The run game was truly better. Pass game was better. Josh Allen truly started to click. But then again, Barry. I mean, I don't know if he can play the swing tackle like, um, like, like Bates or like Doyle, but right. it's just a, a name to keep an eye out on. And he's a veteran. I mean, he knows how to play the game a little bit better because him being in the league much longer. Um, Cromer and Dorsey just may favor him just because of his experience. Or yeah. they may just favor him as a backup. But, you know, they only want to keep so many linemen. I do hope they keep Doyle. I just don't know the chances of him actually keeping Doyle on the roster. Yeah, I, I think Doyle makes a 53. Um, it's going to be hard to get rid of him, you know, especially so early, right? I, I think he has some promises. Maybe he has a mm-hmm. swing tackle. Um, so I think I definitely think he's gonna he's gonna make it unless unless something happens you know uh, unforeseeable or some some of these other guys down uh, way down the, the list like uh, some of these rookies um, uh, Luke Tanetta uh, t- t- how do you pronounce his last name Tanuta 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 I think it's Tanuta okay yeah or, or any of these guys like that uh, uh, decide to come up man but uh, yeah I, I love I love you know, what I, what I do like is is if man it feel it finally feels like the offensive line is deep like. Like our starting five is 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 legit good, and then our our, our backups, man, we we we've got we've got quality depth, not just guys that we just throw in there, but actually quality depth um, with a lot of starting experience. And so I I am definitely excited about that, and I, I think I think Aaron Cromer is like licking his chops, right? Can't wait to get his hands on these guys um, as we approach training camp and to find out, you know. Um, um, how it's going to gel together. I actually think that the offensive line, man, is going to bode well for the running game, too, man. I, I think I think these guys are going to dominate in the run game. Uh, it Aaron showed Comer's late gonna, last season. It did. It did. It did. Go, go ahead, Kev. You look like you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, tying it back into Aaron Cromer, let's not forget that the Bills had the number one rushing offense when Cromer was here back in 2016. And that was obviously a different offense with Tyrod and LaShawn McCoy. And it's more of a pass-heavy team and a pass-heavy league now than it was five, six years ago. But at the end of the day, look how great that running game was with Aaron Cromer leading it. Right. No, not, not exactly leading it, but he certainly helped pave the way. Oh yeah, he, oh yeah, he he definitely paved the way. I mean, he was he was, I, I would think he was he was the brains behind that operation. I mean, I, I, we know what he's known for. We know what he's known for, and that's exactly why why McDermott brought him um, onto the to, to the team and to his coaching staff because he knew. The, the 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 deficiency in this offensive line was was in the run game so inconsistent so bad so poorly coached um and 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 so you insert a guy like that with that type of background that type of uh resume it has to bode well for the entire o line but especially in the run game and eric wood even he, man he yo know, he he you know he loves aaron cromer anytime he gets a chance to talk about it, man he loves aaron cromer and what he did and I, I i can i can actually see that man uh and i love that we got ryan i mean ryan roger saffold in there because i think he's going to be that richie incognito guy that we had um, um under under aaron cromer in buffalo and we had him with eric wood it's just a real 
uh, mauling type of uh, offensive uh, guard and really for the old entire O line. I remember watching a, a podcast, um, Busting with the Boys. I'm not sure if you guys have, 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 have caught that before, but Busting with the Boys, man, they had Eric Wood on there um, along with um, what's, what's, the, what's Tennessee's, uh, I keep on forgetting his name, man, the, the, the left tackle. Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan. Yeah, Taylor Lewan. Yeah, yeah. So they were on there, and, uh, and, and Eric Wood was asking him about Roger Saffold. Yo, and he just flat out said, yo, he, he is the best run blocking guard he has ever seen in his life ever so uh man we get that guy who brings in that type of nasty from the tennessee Titans. we know that 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 culture in, in tennessee right on the offensive line plus questenberry as well coming in with that same type of attitude i think the buffalo bills offensive line is going to make huge improvements especially around uh uh, uh the running game which is going to bode well for my man motor singletary who i think is going to have a thousand yards rushing guys I think Motor Singletary is going to hit that 1K mark. I mean, he almost had it last year. It's, it's crazy of a year as it was in the run game. He almost had he had like 800-something yards rushing, and it was like so quiet, so quiet. As you imagine you get that guy started earlier in the year, he's going to hit 1K. Buffalo Bills are going all the way, baby, all the way, all the way. Pete, man, yo, appreciate you so very much, man, for joining us, man. I really, really do appreciate it. But, hey, do you, do you got time uh, for a quick game? I want, yeah, I, want to, I want to do a game. You got, you got time for it? All right, this is going to be off oh, the yeah. cuff, Pete, off the cuff. And to everybody who is watching us still in the chat, yo, thank you so very much for watching the second episode of the Buffalo Fanatics Riders Club right here. Do us this favor. Like, smash those likes, comment, subscribe to the channel, turn those bell notifications on so you can stay up to date with all things Buffalo Fanatics because this is how we do it, bringing you all the Bills content. Here we go on a Saturday afternoon. So we're going to go in with another segment as we close out the show. Another game. Um, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. And I'm going I'm to go around the table. But this one, here it is. Check this out. Yo, 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 that's cold. Okay, so this is what this, what this segment is, what this game is, is, is cold takes. We've heard about the hot takes, right? Everybody wants to come out with the hot takes and and, and, and predict, you know, what they what they think is going to happen. Uh, just just some crazy hot takes that are that maybe far fetched way out there, right? But I want to do something different, something that kind of resembles the seven one six Buffalo baby cold. You know what I'm saying? That's how we do it. And this is called that's cold. Where I want to hear your cold takes, complete polar opposite, pun intended, to hot takes. So I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to kind of gather your thoughts. I, I want those who are still watching us in the chat. Uh, live stream and even those who are who are listening uh via podcast you guys can answer to obviously uh link up uh, get on the youtube channel put your comments in all that kind of stuff you this is going to be as interactive as possible so i want to hear your cold takes as it relates to the buffalo bills this season does anybody have it ready i'm going to go around the table Anybody got a cold right. take? You got you got one, Pete. All right, Pete, hold on a second. Yep. Hold on, let me let me let me solo you up, Pete. All right, Pete, solo take. He's his cold take, Pete. And you got to say that's cold. All right, here we go. Ready? All right, go. I think it's simple. Josh Allen wins MVP. I mean, he showed it last season that you know late last season that he was the guy. I mean, he's got the dog in him. I don't care what you say about Zach Wilson. Josh Allen's the best quarterback in this league. Um, he's got the stats to prove it. He's got the intangibles to do it. Um, all eyes are on him this season. The Bills will go to a Super Bowl, and I think they will win too. That's just another cold take. I mean, it's a, all eyes are on him, and I think he does it this year. This is the year Josh Allen proves all the doubters wrong. He's the better quarterback over Mahomes. He's got everything. 
that you could ask for in a quarterback. So I think he wins MVP and he also leads the Bills to the Super Bowl. That's cold. Oh snap. Oh snap. All right, Pete. So 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 now 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 my question, Pete, is that is that is that is that cold or is that kind of hot? Because no, I think we, I think I mean, because we, I mean, a lot, a lot. I mean, we're, we're, they're already the the national media. Everybody is already, you know, predicting them to to win to uh, to to win the MVP. So I guess that I mean that that's that's pretty that's pretty cold. Right? I mean, I mean, everybody's already expecting it. He's gonna go ahead and do it. I like it. That's cold, baby. All right, now who is who? Who else is up? Who's next? Who's ready? Who's ready? Kev, you ready? One. Oh shoot! Here we go. Here we go, Kev. I almost, I almost, I almost hit the wrong button and removed you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Solo Kev, that's cold. Go ahead, Kev. All right, so I think this is cold definitely for Western New York and for Bills fans. It might be a little bit hot for people outside of Bills Mafia, but I think people are starting to come around to this. So I'm going to say it's a cold take, and that's Gabe Davis is going to have a breakout year this year. Booyah, so, booyah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Kev, Kev, you got to say, you got to end it with, that's cold. Wait, say it again? You got to end it with, and that's cold. Oh, okay. So Gabe Davis is going to have a breakout year this year. I think he's wide receiver too. I don't know if you guys heard or not, but he put on 17 pounds of muscle. He's now at 227, up from 210, and that's cold. Oh, oh, oh there we go, man. That's what I'm talking about, Kev. Yes, sir. I love Gabe Davis. I love the fact that he yoked up. He's going to be freaking ridiculous this year, man. DBs, watch out. He's going to go nuclear i love it that's cold all right zach are you ready i'm ready all right here we go zach zach on three one two three here it is so my cold take for the bills this year is that and i'm gonna do this as a shout out to our girl savage trish who couldn't be with us this time but i'm gonna say that tyler bass mr t bass will have more extra points than field goals this year. And that's cold. <laughs> Yo, I love it. I love it. More extra points than field goals. Why? Because we can just we're scoring touchdowns, baby. We don't even need those field goals. That's how we do it. And that's cold. You guys, you know, so so I am I've been trying to think, man, and, and I don't have one off the top. So let me I'm about to get one off the top. But um um you guys have been dropping. I'm trying to see if anybody in the chat has has uh has 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 dropped one. You guys, you guys uh, scroll through the comments and, and let me know. Pete, um, do you got a bounce, man? You got a bounce, Pete? Yeah, baseball never sleeps. Got to go print out more tickets. Okay, all right, Pete. Yo, look, look. Shout out to my man, Pete. Pete, tell everybody who's watching us and everybody who's listening where they can find you and what you have planned in the very near future. So you can follow me. My Twitter handle's right there, Ruben Seen Pete. Um, what I'm not only am I going to be focusing on the offensive line this season, I'm also going to be talking some college football because I think that's another pertinent subject. I'm going to be talking about games that you guys should be watching for and the players that you should be looking for so they can be possible future bills so you're not knowing who they are before they join the roster. But, uh, yeah, find me on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And that is my man, Ruben Stain. You guys give, it a, give, give Pete a hand for joining us on the Buffalo Fanatics Riders Club. Thank you so much, Pete. See you guys again, man. You have a good, good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe, man. Yo, all right. Guys, we're wrapping up the show. I, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm going to go off the cuff. Off the cuff for that's cold take. I got Terrence Blanton coming in here. Terrence says, yo, Jermaine Edmonds is defensive player of the year. That's ice cold. Okay, hold on, Terrence. I think that's more of a hot take. 
that the coach, because I don't know how many people are are, are, are saying that that Tremaine uh, Edmonds is going to be defensive player of the year. It has to be something that's kind of obvious, something that's that 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 uh that we already know is going to happen, right? That's, that's obvious. I don't know too many people who are already saying that Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a defensive player of the year. Do, do, do does anybody in here agree with that? Do you guys think that's going to happen? Or do you think it's more of a hot take? I think that's more of a hot take, but I could definitely see Tremaine Edmonds having a great year because it's a contract year. I'm sure he hears the trade buzz, not the trade buzz that the media is creating, but more or less just Twitter. You know, people are saying, we'll get rid of Tremaine Edmonds. This is it. We got to find a new linebacker, Terrell Bernard, Matt Milano, all this. I think he's going to come out and have a great year this year. But I think that's more on the warmer side than the colder side. Yeah, more on the warmer side. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of that's kind of what I was leaning towards, too. Um, I definitely think he's going to have a, a fantastic year. Um, but I, I, I don't know if that's a cold take or, or more of a hot take, more of a hot take. Um, I've got one for you. Let me see. I, I think I may have a, I may have a couple. I may have a couple for you. I'm trying to think which one I want to do. All right, here we go. Let me do number one. All right, cold take number one. Ed Oliver is going to lead the team in sacks, and that's cold. He's going to lead the team in sacks. Because when you look at it, he's in a contract year as well, okay? We've got the additions of Vaughn Miller. We've got the additions uh, uh, next to him and, and Tim Settle and my man Daquan Jones. But 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 my man Ed Oliver has been doing his thing, and he is in a contract year, baby. He's going to do it. He's going to lead the team in sacks, and that is cold. All right. Now, is that cold now, or hot? Because we have that, that, that may be a little hot. That may be a little bit, a little, a little hot. You know. Uh, a uh, okay. Okay. Let me, a little warm. A little warm. All right. So let me let me see. A little warm. A little warm for Von Miller's likes. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, actually, I was I was gonna put Miller on there, um, uh, because that was you know that that guy. I think I think Von Miller would be more of a more of a cold take, guys. Um, but I don't have another one. Let me let me see. Uh, does anybody have a second one? Kev, you got a second one. Zach, you got a second one. I'm trying to check through the chat. Oh, uh, just off the top of my head, I would okay. say that James Cook is going to be one of the most versatile backs in the league. Maybe not in the whole league. I, I don't know exactly how they're going to use him, but I think mm -hmm. regardless, he's going to be a crucial part of this Bills offense and just another weapon for Allen. And that's cold. There we go. I got, I got you. I got, I got one. I got one for you. I got one for you. Here we go. All right. The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. You know, that's cold. 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 That that's like, cold. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's very cold. That's AC cold. I don't, I, yeah, yeah that's, that's freaking, yeah, super cold. I don't think it can get any colder than that. I had to go Zach, you my sweatshirt on now. <laughs> Zach, do you got another one or are you good? Uh, let me, let me think about it real quick. Um, okay. All right. I'm, I'm still trying to go through the chat. You guys let me know in the chat if you guys got a cold take. You got a, you got a cold take. Um, I see one in the comments right here if you want to read that one, Rev. Which one? Bill's going to have the number one defense and that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. You go ahead and read that, Kev. I'll let you, I'll let you read it. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Bill's going to have the number one defense and that's ice cold. From oh, Abel Valencia. <laughs> yeah, I like it, baby. I like it. I like it. Here we go. Now, now, now we're cooling up. That's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> Zach, you ready? Yeah. All right. Zach is ready. Here we go, Zach. Go. So, 
the Buffalo Bills secondary will shut down opposing wide receivers. And that's ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. Um, let me let me think if I think I've got another one. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I got one for you. This is stupid. Are <laughs> right, you ready? Here you go. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Let me, let me get my straight face off. All right. <laughs> here it is. Josh Allen is going to make the Pro Bowl, but he's gonna snub the Pro Bowl and go play golf again, and that's cold. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man, we having we having fun, man. We just have we having fun, and I hope you guys had fun as well uh, for joining us for episode two of the Buffalo Fanatics Riders Club. And you know what? This Riders Club, baby, is ice cold. It's ice cold. And uh, until next time, guys, look, you keep it locked right here on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Don't forget to download the BF Network app so you can get everything related to the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Fanatics. You can find all of these incredible riders content on the BF Network app. You can follow my man Kev Syracuse at KSyracuse5. You can follow my man Zach Vaughn at ZVaughn2712. You can follow me at Rated Rev. Yo, this is how we do it, y'all. We absolutely love bringing you this content. But Make sure you follow us again. And next week, we're going to be doing the same thing with more guests. So keep it locked on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Till next time, guys, grace and peace. God bless. We love y'all. And as always, go Bills. Yes, sir. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.